All right, all right. Hello, hello, my coming out late Firefly friends. I hope today's episode, the 40th episode of the Coming Out Late podcast, finds each of you thriving in some small way, if not in a really big way. I hope you're all thriving. My goodness, the 40th episode. Whoa! Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Just 12 more to go, and we will be celebrating un año. How cool is that? So before we get into the nitty-gritty of today's episode, I've got a wee bit of housekeeping to do. The recording for the Women Loving Women Speakers Summit is still available for purchase and will be, I guess, available for the whole month of July. If you missed the summit, all about relationships, you can still purchase the recording of the Relationship Summit for $27. And my PayPal and Venmo accounts are in the show notes. That's the best way to pay me or... You can just email me at comingoutlater at gmail.com, and I'll provide you with my PayPal or Venmo accounts that way. But, oh my goodness, it was really chock full of great questions and even greater responses from our three professionals. So, yeah, if you you missed it and you're out getting your pride on that weekend, then by all means, check it out. Email me if you need my Venmo and PayPal accounts, but it's it was really well worth it. Let's see. Well, if you're loving this podcast or and or you've attended any of my Women Loving Women support groups, I would love it if you could show me a little loving by buying me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon account, but if you log into www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Robin Douglas, R-O-B-I-N-D-O-U-G-L-A-S-S, you can then choose to quote unquote, buy me a cup of coffee. It's really a donation to me for all the time and effort and love that I pour into this podcast and the support groups and our two Facebook groups and each and every one of you. So yeah, it's basically a donation. I'd really appreciate that with a nod and, you know, show me your nod of thanks and thank you also. So yeah, I'd really appreciate that. And thank you to all of you who have already been so kind and generous and bought me several cups of coffee. So, yeah, thank you so much. But do check it out. I really would appreciate your support. My inaugural Coming Out Late Firefly retreat is still scheduled for October 9th through the 13th in Escalante, Utah. We have only three spots left. So if you're interested, again, you can email me if that's easier and I'll send you a link to sign up, or you can just go to www.womenoutwesttours.com. That's womenoutwesttours.com forward slash specialty tours. And you will find all the information you need right there on the website. And you can go to the specialty tours, just click on that tab, and you'll see that there is a Firefly tour. So you can just figure out you know, if there's still spots available and you can learn too more about what Women Out West Tours does and what we plan on doing during our retreat. And a little, little, what else? What else? What else? So yeah, I'm really super stoked and psyched about the Firefly retreat. And don't worry too, if you aren't able to either make it in October because of your schedule, or if you can't make it because all the slots get filled, there are going to be plenty more coming out late Firefly Retreat. So yes, coming hopefully to a city near you. Okay. Hmm. So what are we talking about today? I want to bring up a sensitive subject that we have either all been through, have gone through, and most likely will intermittently go through 
for the rest of our lives. So I'm going to have you think about that. It's something that we all go through, have gone through, will go through, and will probably continue to go through for the rest of our lives. So I'm going to leave you with Jaslyn Edgar singing her song, Shine, which is apropos for our fireflies, right? And I will see you on the other side of the song. shadows way too long you always thought that you were weak but babe you're wrong yeah you better step into the light just give it a try think that it's time you let that spark out you've been hiding in the shadows way too long Hey, welcome to the Coming Out Late Podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I'm a late bloomer, just like you. We are a part of a rapidly growing, lesser known, or even talked about subset of the queer community. We're a tribe, if you will. And if you're anything like me, when I came out, I was confused, scared. I felt like I was going crazy and I felt all alone and had nobody to talk to. Not to worry, you've come to the right place. In the Coming Out Late podcast, you'll hear real, raw, and relatable Coming Out Late stories. You'll be inspired, informed, and educated, and you'll definitely feel supported. And you can stop feeling like you're living someone else's life and start living your own. So welcome. You have found your tribe. And welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. All right, all right. We are back together. Hello, hello. So what did I mean when I said that we're going to talk about a sensitive subject that we have either all been through, have gone through, will go through, and will most likely intermittently go through for the rest of our lives? Well, it comes from a couple of different posts I've seen in in the social media groups that we all belong to. And in this particular case, it is referring to a woman who is leaving or has left a hetero marriage to then live out her life as a lesbian woman. And it's really a compilation of a few different posts that I've read. And it really, it kind of talks about how, you know, when we're going through that process. Oh, and also, you know, you don't even have to be in a hetero marriage or even a hetero relationship to relate to this because, and you'll see why. So it's not just for people who are in marriages or who are in hetero relationships, it really does apply for all of us who are coming out and coming out late. So really what what I've gathered from the few posts that I read is that women are feeling like they take two steps forward and then one step back, two steps forward, you know, three steps back. It's super frustrating. A lot of us have either moved to a different portion of the house you know, we've either moved to the basement, moved upstairs to the guest room, whatever. Many, many, many of us have set no sex boundaries with their husbands or their partners. Many, many, many women are taking advantage of going to therapy, getting coached, really getting help, you know. And in some cases, some of you are going through this process and are in a brand new same-sex relationship. Some of you may even be in marriages where you're husband or soon-to-be ex-husband is even dating. And maybe the two of you are peacefully existing in your home with your children. And 
you've already come out to him and you've come out to the kids and your mom and your dad and your brothers and sisters and, you know, the milkman. And so, you know, so you're pretty much out. Things look like they're going pretty well. But but what I'm finding is women kind of want to just stay in that bubble, in that safe bubble. It's really, really hard to just let things be. It's really, really hard to kind of let things unfold naturally. Don't push things. Don't rush things. But no matter how you look at it, you know, you're in this safe bubble, but it's it's really not reality. It's this strange in between, almost the quiet before the storm. But you're in this strange place where everybody knows you're out, you're sleeping in another room, you know, your ex-husband or soon-to-be ex is dating, you're dating, your kids know, and it's like, okay, what now? What What's supposed to happen next? The process is really hard and draining. It's really hard, you know, to get excited about a future life. You know, it's it can be paralyzing thinking about it because you're stuck in this limbo between, okay, you're dating, you're excited about that relationship, but you're faced every day with reminders all around the home about how things were or how they had been planned to be up until that point. And it is not easy. I mean, I, I remember these days like it was yesterday. You know, you walk around the house and you see plans on the calendar. Maybe you see camping equipment out because you and your family were planning on taking a, a camping trip. And now that has to be figured out and, and all those details, you know, worked out. I remember when I was going through this, I found even just thinking about future, I shouldn't have been future tripping, but I was. And I was thinking about, you know, the holidays, like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do Christmas? How are we going to do blah, blah, blah? How, you know, how do we do birthdays? And where are we all going to live? And ugh, it's just, it's really gut-wrenching. It really is gut-wrenching. And then, of course, some of us are living with our spouses and they're hurting. You know, they're hurting beyond belief. And if you care about your ex or your husband or your spouse, your partner, and you actually consider each other friends, damn, that cuts like a knife, you know, for you. And, you know, it's confusing. You know, you, you want to help, but you really are not the person to help. You're trying to be just friends, you know, after, after sharing this, you know, decade or longer time together. You've got children together. You've got a history. It's so hard watching them suffer, you know, or at least hurt. I shouldn't say suffer, but they're hurting. It's, it's just really hard. These are hard times. We call them the messy middle for a reason. You know, it's messy. It's hard. It's a roller coaster of emotions. You know, you, you've got this wonderful new relationship and a girlfriend that you might be dating, and maybe you don't, but you're feeling free and you're feeling like you want to be yourself, but you're still stuck in this limbo. So, yeah. And in this particular case, one of one of the women mentioned that, you know, that she does have a girlfriend and that she was supposed to go get together with, with her. I think they live about an hour or two away. And she just wasn't feeling it. You know, she's starting a new job. She just really wants to be home and kind of home alone. She just wants to be in her own space. She doesn't want to be touched, you know, and this is totally normal, totally normal. You know, there's just a lot of guilt, I guess, that's going on. And you're, and like I said, there's nothing worse than being stuck in a state of limbo. You know, it feels like things are not progressing. It feels like you are stuck in really a thick, thick pool of mud, you know, and you just barely can get your one leg up and out and then take a step forward. You know, it's it's really hard. 
So my question is, do you have days like this? Do you have days like this? And I put together a couple of things similar to the way I I spoke about the rude comments that we have to deal with. I kind of just want to do an ABC of possible ways to help yourself when you're having days like this or weekends like this or weeks like this. It's not easy what we're going through. The change is so tumultuous. And so even, even on the best of days when everyone's getting along, it is so disorienting. You know, I've heard so many women refer to it as confusing. It is definitely confusing, but it's super disorienting. You know, it's basically someone picked up our snow globe and shook it, and it's like, whoa, you know, which which end is up, and what do I do next? And it's it's so hard because we also, in some cases, have kids to take care of, you know, or maybe elderly parents or sick parents or whatever. It's really hard. So I want to go through with you the ABCs of some things I put together to handle days like this. A stands for allow. Allow yourself to grieve as hard and as often as you need to. I repeat, as hard and as often as you need to. Grieving is so important. If you need to cancel plans that you've made, cancel them. These steps can't be pushed aside. You can't put grief on hold. You know, it can't be, you know, these, these moments can't be replicated when it's convenient for us at a later date. You need to, you know, look at your cancel plans or at least cancel them and look at it as an investment in your future relationship or relationships. The better you're doing, the better partner that you'll make, the better all of your relationships will be. So just allow yourself to grieve. Some things that we know about grief is that when we have the experience of being in a relationship, the sense of who we are gets bound up in, you know, gets bound up with that other person, you know, the sense of who we are. The word sibling or the word spouse implies two, two people. And so when the other person is gone, we suddenly have to learn a totally new set of rules to operate in, in our world. The we is as important as the you and me, and our brain, interestingly, really does decode it that way. So when people say, you know, I feel like I've lost a part of myself, that's for good reason. The brain feels that way as well. So, yeah, you know, when when we're in a marriage, whether we're in a relationship with our siblings, you know, we are bound up with that other person. These are relationships that imply two, two people. And you are feeling like you lost a part of yourself. And that, that takes time to heal from. So grief, grief is an emotional state that knocks us off our feet, and it comes over us like, like a wave. And it does, it does actually have a time component to it. Grieving is what happens as we adapt to the fact that a person, a place, or a situation is gone. We actually carry the absence of that person or the place or the situation with us. We feel that void. And grief is a natural response to loss. So we need to expect that we will feel grief. Believe it or not, they say we will feel grief forever. Now, it's not intense every day forever, but there will be times. And I have to say, I've been out for seven years. I've been divorced, I'm not even sure how many years, three, four years. And there are times where I may look at something or see a photograph or whatever, and I feel sad, like genuinely almost to the point of tears sad because it reminds me of what was. And and granted. 
the last half of my marriage wasn't even pleasant. You know, it it was, yeah, it wasn't pleasant. And it was sexless and affectionless and just not good. You know, I was deeply, deeply depressed and un unhappy. And yet I can still come across something from my past, or maybe it's even a scent, or maybe it's uh, somebody at the beach might remind me of something. You know, it doesn't take much, but we will always be brought back to that person, place, or situation, you know, that we lost, that's gone. And so we need to expect that we will grieve forever, but they will be much less intense moments. And, you know, my, my feeling is we need to ride that wave. You know, we just need to ride the wave. I mean, you can try dipping under the wave, you can try hopping over the wave, but really the smoothest way to go through this process is to ride the wave of grief. There's just no way around it. And I think I've said this before, too, that I was in a therapy session, gosh, it's probably three decades ago, maybe two and a half decades ago, and I was just feeling very frustrated with my therapist, well, not with him, but with the lack of progress and wanting to just get past some of the pain that I was feeling. And I said, when the hell can I put this behind me? And he stopped for a second and he, he thought and he said, well, when you put it in front of you, you know, the only way you can get through grief is going through. The only way we get through any pain is literally going through. We need to feel it, feel all the feels, cry all the tears, and and mourn. Give it its its due justice, you know, give it the respect that it it warrants. So A stands for allow yourself to grieve. It is critical. I mean it's vital to your growth and to moving forward. B B for me stands for be gentle, be gracious, and be loving. All of those to yourself. Be gentle, be gracious, and be loving to yourself. This, this thing that we're all going through or have gone through and are in various stages of, it's freaking hard, y'all. As my friend and queer coach Samantha Fox said at our recent Women Loving Women Speaker Summit, this shit is not for the faint of heart. Now, I don't know if she said shit, but I am. But she did say it's not for the faint of heart. So my suggestion, in order to be gentle and be gracious and be loving to yourself, I suggest you take naps. And I don't care if you've never been a nap person. If you're feeling really tired, because believe me, grief and depression is exhausting. This process is exhausting. Take naps. And if you take naps already, take more naps. Give yourself permission to lie down. Even if you don't fall asleep, close your eyes, lie down, and just breathe through your nose and get your heart rate down to a slower pace. Take more vitamins and drink more water. Sounds stupid, but, you know, our immune system does get compromised when we are in states of grief and states of depression. So make sure you're drinking enough water and you're taking the vitamins that you need to be taking. Get a tad more exercise than you're used to getting. And if you're not getting any exercise at all right now, start with something that's doable, like walking every day. But if you are getting exercise, maybe beef it up a little bit, you know, just a, a tad more. It, it really does help with dealing with stress and depression and grief and difficult situations. I mean, this is a freaking stressful process. Get enough sleep and seclude when you need to seclude, but not for too long. And you will know how long is too long. You've got to be honest with yourself during this process. It's so important to be honest with yourself. You know when you're not taking care of yourself. You know when you're secluding too long. 
just, you know, snap out of it. Force yourself to do something if you are secluding for too long. That's not healthy. But it's okay to kind of retreat to a cocoon, you know, and take care of yourself for half a day, a day, whatever it is. I also suggest eating a balance of both your favorite comfort foods. And yes, I mean things like macaroni and cheese or peanut butter and jelly or French toast, as well as healthy foods as well. Be forgiving, loving, and caring to yourself, as if this was your own child or your own dog or cat or sibling going through this. Be forgiving and loving and caring to yourself. If you have to pretend that you are someone else that you would be gracious and loving to, then pretend you're someone else. I know we often take way better care of other people than we do ourselves. So that's B. Be gentle, be gracious, and be loving to yourself. C. For C, I have conjure up ways to give yourself space. Take yourself out on a date any time of day, morning, noon, or night. There's a wonderful book out called The Artist Way. I'll put the, the link in the show notes. It's a great resource for doing these kinds of things, like artistic, creative, fun. Get out and have some fun. Maybe color, get yourself an adult coloring book, go roller skating, go to the beach, or go for a hike. Get out in nature. Mother nature isn't called mother nature for nothing, you know. Nature is nurturing. It fuels our souls, and when you sit silently long enough in nature, you'll reconnect with yourself. You may cry, and you may want to scream, and you may choose to get grateful for all the wonders around you, but nature is a gift. It's healing, and like I said, they don't call it Mother Nature for nothing. It's very motherly, and if you can, even take off your shoes and socks and wiggle your toes in whether it's the dirt or the gravel, the sand, particularly the grass. There is something very grounding about being out in nature and just take time to look around, you know, look at the trees, look at the birds, you know, take notice of what you smell, what you feel. Just take some time with yourself to give yourself space. And that includes being secluded. You know, like I said, if you have plans to go see a loved one, a friend, your girlfriend, and you're just not feeling it, you're better off not going through with the plans and staying home and taking care of yourself than, you know, really kind of going through the going through the motions and, and really not being fully present. That's really not fair to your girlfriend or your friend or whoever you're getting together with. So, yeah, you know, let's just, <clears throat> let me review this for a second. A is allow yourself to grieve as hard and as often as you need to, as hard and as often as you need to. And B, be gentle, be gracious, be loving to yourself. There are so many different ways that we can do that, and we don't do it enough. And C, conjure up ways to give yourself space. Take yourself out on dates, even the littlest thing. I mean, it, it can just be a walk. If you like sketching, go someplace and just sketch something. If you like reading, grab your book and go outside and read. Yeah, I mean, if you like journaling, go outside and write. Bring your guitar outside and sing. Preferably, though, I would probably suggest being out in nature in silence, but definitely try to get outside and take yourself on some dates. So that's what I have for you today. It's, it's tough times some days, you know? It's, it's tough times. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this, my mama said. Oh, boy. My lovely little coming out late fireflies. Hang in there. 
find ways to find joy in every day, every day, even if it's just for five minutes. Try to find something to laugh about. Try to find something to smile about. And by all means, keep a box of tissues handy and allow yourself to cry. So there. Just want to remind everybody that I hold two different Women Loving Women support groups. And one of them is at night on Wednesday nights. The other one is at, during the day, in the middle of the day on Tuesdays. And if you send me an email to coming out later at gmail.com, I can send you those the Zoom and ID and passwords to both of those meetings. Or and or join our Facebook group, Coming Out Late and Coming Out Late Community. We have two Facebook groups. And I always, always, always post the link in there so you don't even have to email me. You can just keep an eye out. Usually the day before, sometimes the morning of the Wednesday and Tuesday meetings, I will post the Zoom and, and the reminder. Again, just want to remind you we're going to get together in real life on the Coming Out Late Firefly Retreat. And there are three slots left, so please contact us ASAP to the Coming Out Later at gmail.com to secure your spot. And like I said, there will be plenty, there will be plenty of other retreats coming down the pike. And also coming this month is my new paid membership, Coming Out Late Community. And it's going to be in a safe and secure gated community for all women who love women. And that's going to be in circle.so. So keep an eye out in Facebook and or through email for this opportunity. And I am looking for about 2025 coming out late fireflies who preferably have been to some of my women loving women support groups and are active in the Facebook group. I'm looking for founding fireflies. Again, like 2025 20, women who can be the first 20 or 25 in this paid community to help me kind of, um, well, just give me feedback, you know, and, and mess around in there. It's kind of like a soft opening, so to speak, before we really open the doors and invite everybody in. So if you think you might be interested, if you're active in the Facebook community, and if you've been to a handful of Women Loving Women support groups, I would love to have you as one of my founding fireflies in the Coming Out Late community. So you can email me at comingoutlater at gmail.com for that. Goodness gracious. Good golly, Miss Molly. I think we might be done. So please be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. And just remember, it's better late than never because it's never too late. If you're looking for your people, your community, and a safe place to learn and get answers to your questions, then come join the conversation. Come join us in our private Facebook group, Coming Out Late, because we all know it's better late than never, and it's never too late. Time.